You are listening to the Grow Law Firm Podcast, where each guest shares actionable, practical ideas with you on how to get more clients, expand your reach, and grow your law firm's revenue and profit. Here's your host, Sasha Burson. Welcome to Grow Law Firm Podcast. I have an amazing guest here with me. Alexandra Watkins is the chief executive boss lady of Eat My Words, which is a naming slash branding company that helps brands large and small come up with very cool names. She's also a best-selling author of Hello, My Name is Awesome book, and I am so excited to have you here, and here's why. As you know, my brand, Grow Law Firm, works for law firms. I don't think there is an industry as a whole that is as bad at naming their businesses as law firms. I think they took they took their hint from like 17th century England, where it was like John Smith, the Esquire. And so now every, or almost every law firm is named after the founding partners or the managing partners. And it's like, hello, it's 2023. Like you do not have to name your law firm after the last names because there's usually no brand recognition. And why don't you take over and talk about this? Yeah, well, thank you, Sasha. It's great to be here. And yes, law firm. That's why we love naming law firms because there's so few that have creative names. So when it comes to trademark screening them, we always have a lot of luck because it's it's a wide open playing field, unlike a lot of other industries that are really saturated. So yeah, law firms, it, yeah, you're right. It it used to be, some states you have to use your name if you're a law firm, but uh, most don't. And so we have been, we have named a, or renamed a lot of law firms and given them names that are more memorable, more evocative, and more appealing to the customers that they serve. And from our standpoint, from marketing standpoint, we always find that if your name is Smith and Smith, or Levinson Law Group, or whatever it may be, you're not really doing yourself a favor with search, right? Because most people will not look for you by your brand name, by your law firm name. But if you practice, I don't know, family law, and you name yourself, I think you're based in San Diego, right? Yes. So San Diego family law would do a lot better in Google than Watkinson Burson's law. Yes, that is true. What that that's kind of the easy way to do it, right? And if those names are available and you know, search engine search engine wise, absolutely because that's what somebody's going to be typing into Google, San Diego Family Law, San Diego Family Lawyer. But if someone if that's taken the the way I like to tell people to think of their name is, you know, as an attorney, Look at your name in a directory, right? It doesn't, if, if you're named after yourself or the managing partners, it doesn't say anything about who you are, what you do. Whereas if you, like we worked with a, a attorney who has a, he, his practice is all around environmental law and he also works with a lot of startups. So we, he was, he was using a name and got, uh, interestingly, he he got a some in, an infringement letter, you know the dreaded cease and desist, right? <laughs> what every brand owner fears, and so we rebranded him Terrain Legal, 
So terrain says something about the environment, but also for startups, they're navigating this new terrain, right? So, and, you know, getting their foundational documents. So that's, uh, that's a name that, you know, if you were just, if you were a consumer and you were looking for an environmental law firm or even a business looking for one, and you just saw a list of attorneys, nothing's going to jump out at you. But if you see terrain legal, automatically that's going to say something about who you are and what you do. How do what, what is the scientific process? I know that you've been at it for quite some time. I think you started with actually, yep, naming their products back in yeah. the 90s. And then you worked for Ogilvy and Mather, or Mather and Ogilvy. I always, I always mixed up, yeah. which was the second largest advertising agency company in the world, right? So you've been at it for a while. You have a lot of expertise. Like, What's the scientific process of developing a great brand name for a law firm? Okay, well, no science involved, so that's the good news. (laughs) It's all creativity. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I think some naming firms, they they use scientific processes and, you know, computational linguistics, but consumers, regular people, we we don't know linguistics, but we know we have emotions, and so we're looking for something that makes an emotional connection with us, not the linguistic meaning behind something. So, and lawyers, of course, all know Latin, and a lot of words are based on Latin. But we, we, if we're using Latin words uh, or Latin phrases, we want them to be familiar to regular people. So, um, our process is we have a client complete a creative brief, so they're going to tell us about their their practice. Uh, they would give us the brand personality that they want to express in their name. You know, are they, uh, well, I imagine all lawyers are, you know, if they want to convey trust, I mean, if you're a lawyer that I think automatically conveys trust, but, well, or or not, you know, depending on who you are. I like lawyers. (laughs) I like lawyers. But if you want to convey, yeah, anything that about your, I mean, no. Obviously, playful, fun, maybe not, but, uh, you know, approachable is a good one. So any any personality trait that you want to convey in your name, that's good to know. The Any themes that you want to explore. So like, you know, with this environmental law, you know, the great outdoors was, you know, that was a theme that we looked at. So, uh, you know, fire is a theme that we explore a lot. Some people right now are... We're looking at science fiction for a client. So everyone wants something different. But coming up with some themes that you might find are rich and fertile for uh, exploration. We're naming something in Texas right now. And they want the name to be evocative of Texas. And that was really easy. I put that into chat GPT and got a lot of things there. So and use chat GPT for to on your brainstorming because it can really help so yeah that's uh that's that's the beginning of the process and then we when we're working with someone we generate usually 100 names in the first round go through those the attorney picks them they'll often do their own trademark screens then we'll go to the second round based on the results from the first round and ultimately land on a name do you usually work on brand revisions, like name revisions, or do you usually work on on like first round, like like just starting out? 
wait, do you mean rebranding someone? Re- yes, re- rebranding yeah. oh. versus a brand new brand. Yes, and we've even yes, we've even rebranded something that we branded before because they outgrew their name. So yes, rebrands are one of my favorite things to do because the before and afters are so spectacular. So one of my favorites is a bank. It was more than a hundred years old, and they were named First National Bank of Syracuse. They were in Syracuse, Kansas, though. So you know, Kansas, the people in these communities in Kansas, the small farming communities, they don't want a New York bank, you know. And that's what First National Bank of Syracuse sounds like. So they wanted a name that was aspirational, that spoke to the fact that. They help make people dreams come true. They funded a lot of agriculture, you know, farms, farming equipment. So, and they were, you know, it was generational wealth and, you know, very involved in the community. So they wanted a name and they, they were an award-winning regional bank. So they wanted a name that really evoked all of that. So we uh, kind of summed it up in two words. So First National Bank of Syracuse is now Dream First. Mm. And that plays into making dreams come true. Interesting. So I assume that the rest of their branding had to be realigned. Yeah. Yeah. They read into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, we're working on naming their ATM machine right now. And I want to call it the dream machine because it's just perfect, right? So interesting. So I wonder if um, if you ever do any like follow-up on impact on the businesses that go through rebranding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. People tell us all the time how much better their customers like the names, that they like the names, because so many times people we get we get asked to do a rebrand for two reasons. One is infringement. And the other one is that people are just frustrated with their name. So or or I guess three, they've outgrown it like like Dream First. That was some of that. But when the infringement ones are hard for emotionally because on the client because they didn't want to give up their name they like their name and then their question is always well can you come up with anything better and we we always do so um one was a app it was an emergency really uh, popular app for emergency services so if you found yourself in trouble you could live stream and this is you know years ago before anybody was live streaming or even knew what it was but you could live stream your situation so it was called witness but witness was they had some infringement issues and then it was too too much of the it was too almost sounded too much like a crime was occurring and it wasn't always about that it was just that someone needed help too. So we rebranded it parachute. Cause you know, you can imagine these paratroopers like coming to the rescue. So -hmm. that was a rebrand that they weren't expecting to like the name better. And they did. Um, A lot of times we rebrand when someone's name has been frustrating for them and their customers. So if it's hard to spell, hard to pronounce, it's not, it's, you know, apparent, you know, at first glance, the people don't know the meaning of it. So we worked on naming a education platform and the original name was Edio, E-D-I-O. And it's great if you have a short name, but it's better if you have, that's, 
but if you have a short name, it should be a good short name. And those are just aren't available anymore. All the domain names are taken. So we named it uh, Head Rush, which was much more fun. And it passed the the t- my test of would a kid put the sticker on his skateboard. Look, sure. Um, yeah, I always think about like law firms. None of the short names are available to most law firms unless they come up with some quirky, non-existent word. Right. So I always think about that, and I always like I like simplicity. So I think about like, what is it that you do, right? What is your primary practice area? Hopefully, it's the only practice area that you're focused on, and then name it something. So that your consumers, your marketplace, instantly understands what it is that you do. Because you used an example earlier where you said like people would look at it and they'd be like, is that a bank from Syracuse, New York? Yeah. It doesn't resonate. So I always think about like name it exactly what you do and who you do it for. And if you can succeed with those two, yeah, those are names are magical. But they we see are. them so so rarely. Yeah, well, Grow, I mean, obviously, Grow Law Firm is a great name. Yeah. We put a lot of thought into it before we named it, like, because we wanted to make sure that everything this brand stood for was about growth for law firms. So we're like, what do we name it? And we kicked around bazillion ideas. And this one was the one that was most liked, most accepted, and most clearly understood, like, what it is that we do. Although there's still some confusion out there. Some people are like, are you a law firm? But no, we're not a law firm. We help law firm owners grow their law firms. Oh, okay, got it. So probably not the most clear name, but the best one that we could come up with. But sometimes I see great examples of law firms uh, naming, such as like the real father's rights. You know exactly like what type of cases they, they, they do and who their clients are. I've seen the opposite of that, like the real mother's rights. Right, and you know exactly who they work for, and criminal defense, and so many others where they speak exactly about what it is that they do or their main practice area. But interestingly enough, I think that well over ninety percent of law firms still to the day use their partners' names for naming, which I find to be a terrible idea because one, it's not searchable; two. What happens when you decide to sell your law firm? Exactly. Exactly. And, and it can be terrible. I mean, I we worked with this client, Sherry. And Sherry, Sherry is, was the original woman that was hand-dipping chocolates, strawberries into chocolate. Mm-hmm. Sherry's berries. It was famous. It was on the cover of in-flight magazines that... You know, remember when you used to shop on on the airplanes, like in the magazine, three times like in a row. Catalogs. Yeah, three times in a row she got on the cover of that. Like she she was a brilliant marketing genius. She would send her berries to, you know, Barry Bonds, Halle Berry, like any celebrity with Barry in their name uh-huh. got their berries. She would she just was she was a maverick. And she ended up she ended up losing her company through some board with the board, she got kind of pushed out and so now this company has bought sherry's berries has been bought and sold a number of times her name is still on it but the quality is terrible now they chop off the top so there's 
no longer that green stem and the little leaves. And she's just mortified because her name is still on it. So yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, it does make it a lot harder to sell your firm. But when you have a brand name, like, let me give you an example of, this is a small business, but it's, it's some, it's, this is one that everybody can relate to and it can show you how much fun you can have with your brand. So we, and lawyers can have fun. You guys know that, right? Ladies too. Uh, her name was Lynette Hoy and she is a fiery publicist. So playing off of that, we branded her Fire Talker PR with the tagline hot on the press because she was relentless. She calls herself the fire chief. She works in the firehouse. She has packages like controlled burn and fire starter. And she has a theme song, which is fire by the Ohio players. So when you have a theme and you have a brand name, you can really extend it. Makes perfect sense. I think that lawyers probably, like most lawyers, those who I get to speak with, probably most of them would not be up for it because it requires a um, different mindset, very different mindset. And when you say like lawyers can have fun, they certainly have, but when, when you look at their websites and branding, everything is just so buttoned up. Like, you know, like when you look at pictures of attorneys, it's usually like this. Okay. I, oh. Okay, I'm going to tell everyone where to go. Go to this website. It's Indie Law, I-N-D-I-E, like Indie Films, IndieLaw.com. And just watch the video on the homepage of Joey Vitale, who is the founding partner. Joey's awesome. I was just talking to him yesterday. He's my spirit animal. And he, 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 like, he signs all of his emails, big smiles. You know, he's all about... Like, he just radiates positivity. So maybe he's not. Look, people want to work with people. People want to work with people they like. And you watch that video of Joey Vitale and you're like, I want to work with this guy. I like him. So, you know, think of it that way. But I'll I'll give you I'll give you a name. This is a name that I love for an attorney. She specializes in cannabis. And her name is, is Lauren. And she calls herself the fired up attorney. Like that makes people smile, right? Maybe it's not it, it's not fun in the sense that, you know, ha ha. Well, it kind of is ha ha, ha ha funny, but it's clever. It's a fired up lawyer dot com. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. So the fired up lawyer works on cannabis law. It does, and look, I'm telling you, any law that is practiced. Like, like trademarks, right? So you could be, you know, make your mark or, you know, something playing off of mark, mark of distinction. Like there's so many things. That, and when I say you could do with that, maybe you couldn't, you couldn't, but I could, my, my yeah. company could like, like we love that. That's, uh, that's what we thrive on. It's just creating names that help express what people do. Like my firm, eat my words. We're named Eat My Words because we started out naming things that make people fat and drunk. And uh, (laughs) my claim to fame is that I named the Wendy's Baconator. Mm -hmm. But that name makes people smile. And look, if you can make somebody smile, you're golden, right? Then that's going to help them remember you. They're going to talk about your, like the fired up attorney. I have told her name to so many different people. 
you want your name to get talked about. Imagine this, you know, all of your attorneys go to trademark conferences. I mean, sorry, not trademark, go to conferences, right? So imagine having your name on your name badge, but instead of just repeating it with the name of your firm, if you had like with Lauren, you know, Lauren, um, I'm spacing on her last name, the fired up attorney. Right. Lauren Vasquez. Thank you. Um, we worked with an attorney named Layla Benajamali, and she w- lived in San Francisco and specialized in startups and helping them get their foundational documents. And we named her firm Bedrock because Bedrock is the foundation, right, that everything is built upon. And she said once we changed, because she knew Layla Benajamali, using that as her firm name would be hard for people to spell, pronounce, and remember. And they would butcher it. You know, nobody wants that to happen. But with Bedrock, she said, you know, obviously it's easy to spell and pronounce and express it, expresses what she does. But she said once she changed the name, she started attracting the type of client she wanted to work with. And her revenue shot up. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of the names. So when, when they think about it, one is a good name is memorable. Right. For example, I am probably going to forget the name Lauren Vasquez in about five minutes. Yeah. But I just looked at her website. And the fact that you told me that she's a fired up lawyer, I'm like, huh, I'll probably remember fired up lawyer. I already don't remember the other guy's name, but I remember that you said his name is Indie Law or his website's name is Indie right, Law. Right, right. Yeah, Joy Vitale, so, yeah. So so what does he do? Does he do like trademark for artists? Trademarks, yeah. Got it. So, so that makes sense, right? So, so a good name is memorable. A good name is profitable. And the good name, a, a good name is sellable. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like less name and less name and less name and less name, probably not profitable. Definitely not memorable because nobody's going to remove four last names in a row or even two or probably not even one. And it's not sellable. So it's it's worth investing some time, energy, and money into coming up with a great name. Huh. Yeah. How do people connect with you? At eatmywords.com. And my email is alexandra at eatmywords.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. And I was going to, oh, if anyone is considering coming up with a different name or you want to run your current name and through this, I have a test, and you want to see how strong it is, just go to eatmywords.com and click on test a name and you will run it through my smile and scratch test. That's a 12 point name evaluation filter. It's been featured in the Wall Street Journal and lots of people use it every day to determine the strengths and weaknesses of their names. That's awesome. I'm going to take you up on your offer and do it right now after we wrap up this podcast. Okay. Alexandra, this was fascinating. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sasha. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Grow Law Firm podcast. If you liked the ideas shared in this episode, help a fellow lawyer out by sharing a link to the episode. This episode is powered by the team of experts in client attraction, growlawfirm.com. Do you want a complimentary growth plan for your law firm? Request it at growlawfirm.com slash blueprint.